My money machine go beep, I love the sound that it make Plus all these racks and count, I think that my machine bout to break Secure the bag, yeah, that's the brand, and we get to the bag These private flights, my Miami What's going on, family? This is another Get to the Bag podcast Of course, I'm your host, Tay Sweat I got my right-hand man here, my man E What's good? Hey, we got a real good Money Monday for y'all today This one is I like to do this every now and then, especially for my STB folks. But I think this would just be good just to kind of get out in general. And that is predictions, right? Things that we see coming, things that based on our not only study with history, but our time in the market and doing what we've been doing, which is, you know, over a decade in the game now. What do we see coming? Where are we putting our money? Where do we look for the next thing? Right. What is it? And we want to talk about that today because I do think a lot of people are wondering, like, what are they going, mm-hmm. you know, what are they going to do next? What's the next, you know, EV bubble or whatnot? Could be EV again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yep. So we're going to talk about that today because I think it's a really good thing. And honestly, I want to actually put some things down for historical purposes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're just going to have some fun with it. So. What, what you got, E? What, what are you thinking? You know, what's one of your things that you got on your board? And you say, man, this is it. This is the next thing or one of the next things. Yeah, one of the next things. Well, I, I know you got a couple of things lined up. But I want to talk about it from the perspective of real estate just because that's what I, you know, mm-hmm. I eat, sleep, and breathe, right? And so for me, I think realizing that there's so much stress and strain on the construction space, mm-hmm. particularly trying to produce housing, that's but really right. across the board. And so it's, you know, companies that are spending a lot of time in R&D and putting products out there that speed up the construction process. I know you're struggling with this in a couple of spots, right, trying to get certain mm-hmm. things built. Um, I've got a couple of projects going and everything we're looking at now is showing, you know, trends that are impacting the cost, but also impacting right. timelines. Um, but when I just think about like so many areas and so many cities that are trying to either build new housing for the first time or just like update their housing stock i think you know we're looking at really the industry changing wholesale Mm -hmm. to more and more things that are done and assisted by robotics right (sighs) please and so yeah exactly (laughs) and so you know more stuff that's like prefabricated and shipped out um, honestly, there's a couple of companies that have developed technology and are putting, you know, housing in place mm-hmm. that allow them to like 3D print right. houses. You know, they're doing mm-hmm. it in concrete, but 3D printing houses. I mean, we're at a point now where that that like people are living in those houses, right? Mm-hmm. So it's tested. Models are done. Right. You got companies that have you know had seed funding in second and third rounds, and so really, I think what you're going to get to is figuring out how to have the machines be more efficient. They're already kind of more efficient, more efficient and can have scale. And I think that's going to be the big mm-hmm. thing now is trying to figure out how to use material sciences to push the construction industry, material sciences and robotics to like start to cut time of things right. in half. I mean, there's even people that's got, you know, some programs to try to grow buildings. Right. right? Like they're like, hey, we can we can take these materials, put them in place <laughs> and add water kind mm-hmm. of thing. And stuff starts to like morph. So for me, I think that's a big one. And the other thing I would say is in manufacturing. So this is still in real estate. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of a lot of property getting bought up, particularly in, you know, our home state of Tennessee, mm-hmm. but in a lot of other areas that are around, whether it's warehousing and logistics um, or data and server mm-hmm. management. 
And so for mm-hmm. me, you know, the everybody's talking about the Web3 and all these other things, but just understanding that even though we're out in cyberspace and the metaverse and all this other stuff, physical locations have to operate that stuff. Yes. And so understanding now that like technology around servers, power consumption, um, trying to understand the best way to build and then plan for future growth of these areas that are just mm-hmm. going to just be massive, massive, massive spaces that are moving data. Um, you know, I'm seeing a lot more of the industry go towards how can they stand up those buildings quickly? Mm-hmm. How can you cool these spaces um, using robotics or special equipment to like um, get extra floor flatness? Because, you know, you can't have flooding mm-hmm. in these spaces. Like just a lot of like unique things that are already being assisted right. by technology to like further technology. Mm-hmm. And so those are the things to me that are really jumping out. I think from the human perspective, right. you know, we need to be aware that a lot of manufacturing jobs, service jobs, and different things are going to be under pressure mm-hmm. because of the automation of things. And I mean, this is across the board. I think there's 200% growth in over the past like five years of like jobs that are based in um, computer coding, um, computer design, computer aided design, different things. Like the world is becoming more technologically savvy and the and, and the industry is moving that way. And then COVID just sped mm-hmm. that up. It just sped it up. <laughs> sure did. I mean, if the fuse yeah. was already burning, they might have just like chopped that thing Absolutely. in half and set it on fire again. Seriously. So I think I think yeah. you know understand that. And then one we were talking about earlier, uh, logistics. Yeah. Right. How do you move things around the world? Understanding you know a lot of ports and a lot of different areas got a lot of things that were going on mm-hmm. that you couldn't, you can't get things. Some people probably still waiting on furniture. <laughs> and some people yeah. that got their cars in the bottom of the ocean. You know, like a lot of <laughs> things have happened. You know, in yep. the past, in the past couple of months around logistics, and so really just trying to find a system that that better um, allows you know real physical goods to move um, across the world, and that's and that's just like just being able to move. That didn't even take into uh, consideration all of the factors around you know geopolitics and how you're gonna tax things and different stuff mm-hmm. like that so for me it's, it's it's those things i know you got some teed up so i don't want to steal any of no, yours but no, this, but i feel like it. bro this we're we're looking at we're looking at a shift in the way things are produced the way things are like legitimately built in the environment and really like not who but what's doing the building right. And I think that's something we've got to prepare for. And then for us, you know, our goal is to always educate people, help them be better aligned with the way things are working. So, you know, take a look at companies, take a look at sectors that mm-hmm. are in that have spent a lot of money in R&D. Right. right. There's a lot of a lot of um, bio and pharmaceutical companies that are spending a lot of money in R&D. You probably got to get past the top five. Right. Because mm-hmm. every every year it's Apple and Google. You know, they're up yep. there every year that are spending like just tons of money. But once you get past those, you'll start to see um, the the industries that are having the most folks spend a lot of money R and D, and that's really a predictor of you know where you'll see a lot of new innovation in right. the future. So you know that's me for right now. I think there's some that's more, dope. and I'm gonna play off of some of the stuff you say. But I mean, we got to get ready for it. That's Absolutely. just the trends. Those are the trends. There's no going back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. And you know, to give y'all context on what he's talking about with my situation, I- I'm loving what he's saying because I am getting hit by the time constraints that it takes when humans are building right so for those of you who don't know uh, i have a place in a pretty golden area in miami 
being built right now for yeah i call it like the team house right so i say it's a team house because that's where our office is going to be so we can you know shoot videos and stuff like this do podcasting like pretty much the whole office right when he comes in town he ain't staying in no fucking hotels my brother i gotta make sure he got room you know my man you know my camera got like when he comes in i gotta make sure he got room so basically we having a nice little place built here um but it's taking a little minute now <laughs> that ain't even a bad part about it my personal residence that mm-hmm. i just bought um that we're waiting on in puerto rico right so i have a place that i stay that i'm renting right now until my place is actually done um and <laughs> it was projected to take maybe a year maybe a year and a half mm-hmm. they just pushed my shit out another year and a half so my place is not even going to be done, you know, and it, it's not that. I mean, it, it's crazy because like I'm watching them like where I rent <laughs> That's the place that wild. I'm renting is literally across from where my place that I bought is. So I'm watching them work on it and they're taking their time. Like literally it's so slow. So and the bad thing about it is all of my money's already in it. So it's not like I can say, oh, hey, you know, I'll let that money work. Like, no, I've already paid for it. Cash. Where's my fucking place? Right. (laughs) So it's a problem. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to getting to a point where we don't have to rely on people and their time and their breaks and their, you know, we can just say, hey, build this, start the little machine that runs around and it it builds the, you Mm -hmm. know, the the concrete walls. And, you know, that is going to be amazing because you dramatically can, you know, increase you know how many homes you can build because we got a crazy deficit of homes like we need a lot of homes in this world on this country and there's not enough like workforce for it right now so super excited about that but for me you know a lot of you all who who've been you know with me for a while you know that you know i was the vegan trainer and i'm still vegan for those of y'all who are wondering I personally know, not think, I know. You know, it's my prediction. I know the future is plant-based, right? Yep. So my man's plant-based too, just in case y'all worry. But um, yeah, I, I know it's the future. And it, for a few reasons, right? Um, I say that because, you know, let me debunk the whole, oh, you know, this stuff is processed and it's unhealthy for you, right? Well, where we're going to get introduced to plant-based meats first are going to be in the unhealthy meat places. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. if you go to McDonald's and you order a meat-based burger, we know that that's not healthy. We know that this is processed. We know that most meat patties, most meat in pretty much all of your fast food restaurants, they're like cut. Like if you got pure drugs and then, you know, they get cut. That's what that's what's happening with mm-hmm. the meat. So I remember back in like back when we were in high school, like, you know, Taco Bell had finally got, you know, exposed for their meat only being like forty percent meat. And it's like, what's the other sixty percent? Like, what the hell is this? Right? Well it was, we found out that it was fillers and, you know, wheat and other things. They were already cutting it because mm-hmm. meat is expensive. Right. And some people would even go out and say, No, it was horse meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, guess what? Still. It wasn't 100% horse meat. They were cutting and still are mm-hmm. cutting the meat. This is what McDonald's do. Y'all go get your little chicken nuggets from McDonald's. 
guess what? Y'all know it's been coming out. It's been out. Pink slime. Y'all remember that? <laughs> they, they take the pink slime. It swirls out of the machine and then they cut it with these little shapers. <laughs> like, you know how you shape your cookies? You got your little cookie cutters. Mm-hmm. They, they got nugget cutters. So they get this pink slime out, they cut it into shapes, and now you got chicken nuggets, quote unquote chicken nuggets, right? So we've been knowing that one, the meat is not 100% meat, and two, that they're pretty much just mixing a bunch of bullshit in these factory farms (laughs) and giving it to you, you know, deep fried. So we know that most people don't want to eat that, and even the people who do eat meat still and like meat, they don't want that. They're like, that's gross. Pink slime. What the hell is that? So they don't want that. So, of course, McDonald's and a lot of these other places are realizing they're like, well, shit, if we're going to make if we're going to make the real meat, we're going to cut the real meat and still add fake stuff to it, like wheat, oils, you know, beans. Why not just start there? Why? Because it's going to be so much cheaper. It's going to take less time. We don't have to worry about factories and farms and regulations from, you know, oh, this cow got sick and it had, you know, fucking cancer. And we got to give it more drugs to fix the cancer because we can't feed the people cancer is meat. Or can we? (laughs) Right. So you all don't want to, you know, a lot of people are not eating that stuff. And it's showing up on the balance sheet of a lot of these companies. Right. Check the balance sheet. Check the revenue of McDonald's over the last decade declining much right why because people are like no i know they've they've seen these documentaries right Mm -hmm. i'm not eating that fake meat oh here's a here's a six-year-old you know burger from mcdonald's (laughs) (laughs) right and it still looks the same because there's so preserved right people don't want to eat that stuff so what's happening is they are tracking and when i say they we're talking about these bigger um, companies that are feeding the masses of people because keep in mind convenience food is going nowhere right convenience food will be here forever as far as i'm concerned as a matter of fact they're wanting to make it more convenient mm-hmm. don't need to pull up to the drive through we'll slide it into your car right <laughs> so literally convenience foods is big business number one number two how can we lower 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 excuse me the price of convenient foods well number one we can start growing and manipulating our own vegan food or our own excuse me convenience food and that's what's coming that's what's happening and that's what i'm seeing over the next five to maybe even ten years we're going to see a lot of these companies either go half plant-based or fucking fully plant-based why well number one it's already happening on a smaller scale what do i mean anybody heard of slutty vegan anybody heard of plant burger right and this is just in the u.s i'm talking really globally mm-hmm. china no, you're right Asia. about it. yeah it's happening it's happening all over the place and two mm-hmm. you know again we're telling you about stuff that's occurring real time mm-hmm. but you can just roll back and historically look at it i mean how many of you just especially at this places you've went to a lot over the past five to ten years just kind of with your favorite restaurant and i mean mm-hmm. it can be the fast food chain or it can be you know mm-hmm. your your sit down fine dining restaurant right you've seen places that used to never have the 
items on the menu called out as vegan, mm-hmm. vegetarian, or plant-based, or Absolutely. even if they even if it's dietary stuff, right? Like it's just the world has trended towards like I care more about what I'm eating, mm-hmm. and then because of that, I expect you to now cater to me. Yep. And that's exactly what's going to happen in really all of the all of the consumer food like categories. It's mm-hmm. going to be, hey, I want it to seem healthier. Right. I want it to have less of these products and, you know, refer to all of the things that you're seeing right now in the mm-hmm. world. Plus previous podcasts we've done the inflation and cost of being able to do certain things and do business like meat in other countries and in other places is a luxury good seriously like america is is hyper spoiled in that sense that we just think you know we just we just get Mm -hmm. meat and it's just easy but again a lot of you have access to the quality of it isn't really where you want it but in other places it's it's a luxury good right and honestly what's happening here is it's becoming more and more of a luxury good the cost of it is increasing yes and the thing is and things happen is more people Right, population is still growing. Yep, and more food. People are consuming more and more, mm-hmm. and people also want to pay less and less. <laughs> so that equation is, to today's point, spitting out. We got to figure out a new way to construct these menus, mm-hmm. a new way to you know make people satisfied with what they're eating, and you're already getting exposed to having more and more and Absolutely. more um, options that are non-meat products that are mm-hmm. mimicking or faux meats yeah. um, just because you know your your diet your taste buds want to still have that you still want those textures but it's coming it's coming fast mm-hmm. it's coming real fast absolutely and why why is it coming fast though well number one <laughs> these big companies don't give a shit about your health they don't care about nothing you got going on they want to know what's going to make us money Right. What we are a multi-billion dollar company. What are we going to do to make more billions? Mm -hmm. Right now. And my you know, from my studies and my research, what I'm seeing is that millennial and under generations are trending towards plant based. Why? Because we saw the meat kill our parents and grandparents. We saw I give them cancer. We saw. And I'm not now. Let me say this. I am biased on the vegan end of things. So I do want to say that I'm not speaking about organic grass fed, you know, free range chickens. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> yeah. We're not we're not saying that. But you have to ask yourself how much of the fucking country is eating that that quality of food. Right. Yeah. yeah. Most of y'all are not paying fucking fifteen dollars for wild caught salmon. Right. Y'all are going and getting the cheaper stuff. So when we're talking about cheaper things, number one, that these countries or these companies, these billion dollar companies, they're like, okay, we see the trend. The baby boomers plus they're out of here. They're dying off. So they're not coming to McDonald's, you know, most of the time. It's the younger folks who we need to be focused on. And they're not coming to McDonald's either. Why? Because half we're ostracizing half of the actual like environment or half of the people here in this country. Why? Because we still want to stick to our antiquated model. We mm-hmm. want to serve meat, but half of the damn population now doesn't eat meat or it's getting there. Half of them, either they don't eat meat or they won't eat your fake meat, right? The, the plant, the pink slime, right? <laughs> They're not eating that. So even if half of the like, population isn't vegan yet or plant-based yet guess what they're free-range chicken or they're trying to get to the healthiest forms of meat so mcdonald's still not in that talk 
So now we're getting to the point and they're like, hmm, well, if we could solve three problems, number one, if I can get cheaper options yep. for us and the end consumer, that's a plus. If I can get it to taste the same, literally, if I say, hmm, eat this McDonald's burger and it tastes exactly what you're used to. And I can say also that's healthier. That's plant based. Right. That does one and two things. One, it says, hey, we got still we have cheaper food mm-hmm. and it's convenient. But two, what it does is it no longer cuts out half of the population, which means more dollars yep. can come in. Because if it tastes the same, let me tell you something. The, <laughs> the bot, I call them bottom feeders. Doesn't sound good, but it's it's a real thing, right? There's a there's a group of people out there that don't care what McDonald's feed them. They don't care about pink slime. They don't care about uh, cancerous cows, you know, on their burger patties. They don't care about that stuff. They will feed what McDonald's has on the menu, right? Well, if McDonald's goes and says, hey, we got this all plant-based menu to the point where you can have shakes, like literally, because we go to restaurants now that have milkshakes and ice cream. Think about a McFlurry that's vegan. Mm -hmm. We going. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's like, hey, it tastes the same. It's just it's used with plant milk now. So we got oat milk. We got, right. We going. Mm-hmm. I tell you that now. I miss a McFlurry to be honest with you. <laughs> Oreos are already plant based. They're they're vegan, right? So now you're looking at it to where McDonald's and places like McDonald's. I'm not just saying McDonald's, but places like McDonald's mm-hmm. can say, hey, everybody, all of y'all can eat here. Like meat, cool. This shit tastes just like what we had. Plant-based? Cool. This shit tastes just like what we had, and it's (laughs) plant-based. And it's cheaper. Mm -hmm. Ding, 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 ding. It is the winning combination. And that's where we're heading. And that's why I say this. This is part of the reason why I say we're heading to Mm -hmm. a future that is plant-based or a little more plant-based. Because you have technologies out there now that can literally mock every gristle and strand of meat. Yeah. Right? And if you can do it at a cheaper rate, I don't have to, I don't have to ship. What's I mean, literally you see like chickens and cows on 18 wheelers. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And what's that? You might have a thousand burgers on, <laughs> on an 18 wheeler. Yeah. When you shipping cows, a thousand burgers, a thousand steaks. But what if I, you know, we get to plant-based models where you just stack them things in there. Cause you creating <laughs> your own and you just stack them things. You don't have to ship and, and you know, the funky, you know, you got the funk. I don't know if y'all ever passed by 18 wheeler with like cows <laughs> on it. Right. Stuff, yeah. You got livestock in there and it's just funky as hell. Right. You got shit everywhere. Bacteria everywhere. Y'all eating that. Honestly. Well, what about the future where they get to the point of like, no, we don't have to worry about shit, feces and bacteria. No, we, we build it. We built the meat and then we can slide it in these little cases. And instead of a thousand burgers per, you know, 18 wheeler yeah. we can get you 20,000 it's like oh shit so for the same price I'm gonna pay for these thousand burgers to come in on the 18 wheeler I can get 20,000 to come in sign me up right and this is where you they call it price parity this is where your price parity is gonna come in which basically means this is where they're gonna be able to take the price that we currently have for meat and beat it they're gonna beat the price of current meat especially as inflation and hey if we go into a recession or a depression, meat really going to go through the roof. Oh, yeah. Right. Because we've seen it before. Do your history. Right. In the 1920s, when we had that, you know, going into the 1930s, when we had the Great Depression, when nobody eat meat, 
It was canned food. That's where the canned food generation came from. Yeah. Our grand, you know, grandparents or great grandparents. That's where the canned foods came from. That's where the microwavable meals came from. It was cheaper food. People still ate meat, yes, but it was a cheaper version of what they were already eating. People ate vegetables before, but the canned veggies <laughs> <laughs> were cheaper. It's just what it is. And this is what we're seeing now with meat. Yeah. There's going to be a cheaper meat. It won't be in the can like it used to be. I remember we yep. used to eat devil ham. That was like <laughs> devil meat, devil ham. We used to eat spam, stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. canned meat, right? I'm going to be honest. I used to eat that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, growing up poor. This is part of it. But this is what we're seeing now. So as meat continues to go up in cost, why? Because my man just mentioned it, right? Freight costs, trying to get stuff across the country or across the world Mm -hmm. because a lot of the meat manufacturing is going on in the Amazon now because there's not enough room (laughs) on the planet, on this side of the planet to create all of the meat that's needed for the consumption. So why not make it, right? So there's... That this is one of the reasons why I say it's the future because it just makes more sense financially for the big mm-hmm. companies. Yep. We're not even talking about all the hippie shit, right? <laughs> we can get into the hippie yeah. shit where oh, it's better for the environment. No, absolutely, right? Mm-hmm. Because now we can go plants instead of cutting down a bunch of trees so we can house the cows, right? And the livestock. So instead of cutting down a bunch of the Amazon, no, we can just. Use these beans, mm-hmm. right? Because they're making a lot of this stuff out of mung beans, wheat. That's another mm-hmm. thing, right? Split peas. This is what a lot of the mock beets are made of. Soybeans, you know, if you go impossible, it's made out of soybeans or soy. This is where a lot of the stuff is coming from. So instead of cutting down all the stuff, why don't you just keep it and harvest it and it keeps growing? You know, you make meat out of it. Right? Yeah, it's way more sustainable. Way more but, sustainable. I mean, but the one thing too, I think you mentioned, and I think it's important, right? Because what Tay is letting letting all you know is it's starting to <laughs> starting to be a confluence, mm-hmm. right? It's starting to be all mm-hmm. things are pointing at this as a solution. Absolutely. And one of the things that you know he mentioned is he was talking about you know when you think about the green, the climate mm-hmm. impact, right? Because he mentioned the Amazon, I mean, think about it. But, you know, one of the challenges that even the United States faced, right? It, it, you can do your history, right? But in the United States, in the United States, it was the Dust Bowl period, yeah. right? And so mm-hmm. not only does that impact, um, you know, the plants, right? And stuff that's fed to livestock, but the way science and things are treating that, like a lot of things are being grown indoors, right? Mm-hmm. Like hydroponics have like come way way further than they've ever been before so you have a greater control over your food supply right food security is a big challenge across the entire world Mm -hmm. and so when you think about how the united states is operating right we're looking at threats everywhere and then you say okay how do you like minimize that here Mm -hmm. and one of the things i think is really interesting is because when it makes when it starts to be an economic benefit uh, Mm -hmm. a climate benefit you can argue a social benefit when you think about food security and cost and availability. You're starting to like start taking off the really, really big boxes that just say, okay, this is where we're going to mm-hmm. go. And I think the other thing that I would bring up, because Tavis was talking about this too, when you think about these large corporations, right? So most, if not all, things are steered by large corporations. Most of their meetings only really, really, boy, like the highlight, the only three, three things they're talking about. Right. How do we make more money, right? And more money either at one time or recurring. How do we make more money? How do we have less expenses, right? So how do we spend less money? So we either keep more of the money we make or we keep, you know, we don't have Phantom to spend so much income. money. Exactly. <laughs> how do we spend yep. less? And the third one 
which a lot of people don't talk about, but in my world and what I do, we talk about it in the construction space, but it's risk management. Mm -hmm. And so that means a couple of things, but one of the main things is how do you minimize, because you never really can eliminate, how do you minimize liabilities? And Mm -hmm. so Tay was telling you, he's like, look, when you think about all these conditions that these animal products are being produced in, and you think about all of the airborne and other types of illnesses that are caused in the packaging and processing and consumption of meat. Yep. Not that they won't impact plant-based products as well because they're still in factories and they're still mm-hmm. consumables, yep. but understand the risk is like drastically reduced, right? I mean, I think there was like, I mean, you can just look, but I think every like three or four months, there's like some huge recall right. of something related to chicken or beef or some type of food, meat-based food product. So when you're thinking about as a large corporation, how do you reduce risk? Mm-hmm. One of the best things to do is to find a safer product to produce and to find one that has a lot less risk Bingo. from the time you produce mm-hmm. it to the time it's consumed, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody nobody likes to get sued. Nobody likes to get sued. The government is gonna start trying to impact, you know, cause, when, cause again, once you start having the, like, like Tay was saying, price parity, when you have the safety or the risk parity, where mm-hmm. all of these products Maybe they get sued a few times a year. They have one tenth or less of the deaths that you have from illness. People will be like, okay, now, now you're just now you're being irresponsible. Right. Now it's a human safety factor. Mm-hmm. It's like all of these things are going to play out as this starts to transition. Right. So that's one of the reasons. Again, like when I'm looking at it, I'm like, it, it's getting pretty close to a no-brainer. Because the only mm-hmm. thing you're now saying is just the old ways. That's the tradition of what you're trying to keep alive. Right. But when so many other things start to point in a certain direction, that's just what you're going to get, which is the same reason a lot of the things I was talking about. It's we talk about people. I mean, construction is the one of the if not the most risky, like mainstream job markets. Right. Like people have a lot of injuries. There are deaths. And when you start to shift towards, hey, here's five to ten thousand buildings a year that are built using these methods and they're a lot safer and they start to kind of have some price parity and like you're going to start to shift that way. You're going to start to see more and more and more, um, you know, the transition into how do we bring this into a mainstream or trying to shift this into being the primary way that business is done. I think a lot of people are seeing it now because taste center, the EV, right? The electric, electric Mm -hmm. vehicles. What happened? You had Tesla, you had them show that, hey, there is a model that people will pay X for. And then you have the infrastructure that needs to come behind it, right? You have to have the charging stations and people hate the charging stations. And then they're like, well, we can figure out how to put that in your home. So now you have people that no longer go to gas stations. And then you have our current market where gas flings up again. And the EV boom was already happening. And now you have this accelerator of where, I mean, I don't know what everybody drives, but we talk about my truck, you know, for the first time since I've had my truck since 2019, it cost me over a hundred dollars to fill it up from being on E. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm yep. just sitting there looking, I'm like, okay, you know, this is real. Like, you know, right. it went from two digits to three digits to fill it up. Mm-hmm. Now think about that. I'm talking about my one truck. Think about businesses that have fleets, <laughs> yeah. right? Think about Hidden organizations. Costs. Exactly. Think yep. about organizations that have to transport and they're driving thousands and thousands of miles a week. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to start to say, Hmm, should we, should we electrify our fleet? Yep. Like, and, th- and this is when you start having those mainstream changes that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And again, wanting to be able to con- minimize risk and control it. You want to be able to not have to deal with the uh, price spike 
<laughs> a price spike that impacts your business. <laughs> because if you go to somewhere and you're like, hey, I want to go from, even if you call an Uber, if you call an Uber and you're like, hey, Uber, I want to go from this point to this point. And it's normally $20, $30. And all of a sudden, it's like, hey, that's a $70 ride. You don't like that surge price. <laughs> Imagine if all of the things you were trying to buy start coming with a surge price. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, oh, no, fix that. Whatever you got to do fix that like right whatever is smarter makes it easier for me the convenience factor like fix that that's what a lot of these large corporations are going to be pulling out of the bag to say all right try it Mm -hmm. and when times get hard or when situations get tough Tay mentioned the depression right guess what that's when new ideas are presented and adopted mainstream bingo and so i'm gonna give y'all a backdrop as we exit because my man gotta catch a flight (laughs) I hate to end this so so abruptly because we 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 on fire right now. I love these conversations, but to leave y'all with something so good to think about, my backdrop for the night. I want you to think about this. Right now, what we're seeing from consumers because it's usually the millennials and under, right? So if you're pretty much under forty, which mm-hmm. is the new consumer, that's everybody pretty much now, as the baby boomers move out. What's one thing that you notice that the consumers under 40 like? They like active slash uh, value-based, you know, for the cause, mm-hmm. right? We're going to give X amount of money to homelessness or X amount of money. This is going to improve this. We like, as, as people, as a consumer, we like companies that are trying to actually give a fuck and help. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is why people like Tesla, which is why Tesla and EVs did so great over the last two, three years, really over the last decade, because people have always wanted Teslas. They were just too expensive to start now. But people like them because, you know, Elon Musk. Oh, my God, he's doing so much great things for the environment. He's trying to clean this shit up and he's just radical. We love him. Mm-hmm. Right. This is what we're seeing. Well, as my backdrop. One of the things that's going on with meat, especially burgers, more exact. They take anywhere between 4,000 and 18,000 gallons of water per burger for you to get that burger to your plate. Now, this is not necessarily what goes in your actual burger. Mm-hmm. This is how much it costs per per cow to deliver the, the actual feeding, the actual maintenance and housing of a cow. That's how much water they have to, mm-hmm. you know, no. emit and, and contribute to raising the cow and killing it so you can have a burger. Right. These companies that are coming out now are saying, no, well, we can use like less than one percent of that. Right. Less than one percent. So you're going from on the low side, four thousand gallons of water, because keep in mind, we do have a water shortage. <clears throat> right. So there's a water shortage on this planet right now, too. So we're having water issues. And then you have these companies come in and say, hey, we can also lower that to 1% of water. So instead of 4,000 gallons, we can do maybe 40 gallons. That's a huge cut, Mm, right? Huge cut. And what happens? The end consumer who gives a fuck about the the planet and wants more do-gooders, they're going to root that on as well. So... Just keep that in mind, you know, for your for your next endeavors. These these were our predictions. And like I said, I wish we can keep going. But my man, we got to get him on a flight. This predictions part one. That's this part one. We may do more here. But this is what I'm seeing 
Act accordingly is what we're saying. We're not giving any advice to say buy any which thing. Don't go out and try to buy a robot that builds houses, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just act accordingly and keep your eyes on the prize. Just pay attention. Look around. Do some research. And I guarantee you, you'll be happy you listen to this podcast. Other than that, if you got any other questions, comments, topics, leave a five-star review. Put your topics, your questions, or whatever in that review. We'll see those. And we'll answer them on the next podcast. Other than that, this has been another Great Money Monday. My man E. Yes, sir. Thanks for coming once again. And we'll see y'all on the next one. Peace.